Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ebony and this is another DMT Espresso that 15 minutes or less on a topic that's trendy, trending, or on my heart and mind. And by golly, this is a darn trending topic. Just a heads up, this is a controversial conversation. So, I'm always up for a good debate, a good talk, or a good argument on something, but I'm not here to bash and I hope nobody else will do the same either. So, what am I talking about? If you haven't figured it out by now, this is the most one of the most trending uh, topics over the last week and some change. I'm talking about uh, the rescinding of the ruling by the Supreme Court of Roe v. Wade slash Dobbs, uh, basically prohibiting at a federal level uh, abortion. So I'm not going to be talking about those particular cases today. They are kind of the framework for understanding uh, where I want to kind of go with this discussion. So. I had to take a look back and really, really frame how I want to talk about this because this topic is very, very convoluted. And as we all know, that can lead to, you know, so many people getting angry uh, and you're you're not framing your discussion in the same way. So no, I'm not going to be talking about pro-choice or pro-life. I decided to frame my question kind of like, I would when I'm looking at a hypothesis is what is abortion like where what what is it by definition Uh, and then also take a look at it in ancient history and the second question I had was when did the act of conducting an abortion become not prohibited but punishable and this is kind of where we are now and this will kind of frame some of the discussion I want to have later on so buckle up strap in let's let's go okay so we're back right now I wanted to kind of get a definition of abortion and so I went through the googling and such and I decided to use the uh, a dictionary term from Britannica Uh, it states this abortion is defined as the expulsion of a fetus from the uterus before it has reached a stage of viability in human beginnings usually about 20th week of gestation an abortion may occur spontaneously in which case it is called a miscarriage or may be brought on purposely in which case it is often called induced abortion spontaneous abortions or miscarriages occur with many reasons including disease trauma genetic defect or biochemical incompatibility of mother and fetus occasionally a fetus dies in the uterus but fails to be expelled a condition termed as missed abortion okay so we've got induced abortion we've got spontaneous abortion it's kind of the two real big differences uh we're mainly if we're framing our discussion by definition we're talking about induced 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 uh abortions and talking about the many types of medical techniques uh, that could be taken in order to perform an abortion so what is the base understanding of abortion is that this is considered a medical procedure yes a medical procedure so take that definition kind of file it back uh, that is what it is it is yes a procedure to end a pregnancy but uh, it is considered a surgical procedure which makes it a basically makes it a medical procedure of types so there's your definition keep that in your framework in mind we're really talking about and honing it on induced abortion right this is uh, taking means um, and not by spontaneousness but taking means of early termination of a pregnancy all right 
Now, let's kind of jump back and talk about history of abortion procedures. And this will frame our other discussions that are talking about more of recent history. Uh, So this is, we're looking at 19th century, early 20th century, uh, and then bigger discussion, talking about what it means now, Roe v. Wade, Dobbs, state rights, uh, There's a whole bunch of implications. So let's jump right into this next topic. And we're talking about ancient history. Okay, so I'm going to frame this more, even more. So I was an art history major. uh, And I remember in my studies, even in philosophy, uh, early, you know, early civilizations, the discussion of abortive pregnancies. uh, This was common in society. We're talking about uh, reproduction. Women reproducing uh, to, you know, populate the earth. And that's how it was kind of gauged back in that time is that women, as part of their reproduction and having of children, uh, either had contraception or this other thing called abortion. Um, And by golly, the crude methods in which uh, abortion was taken in those early civilizations I can't even fathom even talking about uh, induced aborting a child Uh, but this is abortion and contraception and those thoughts on women's bodies in societal terms have always kind of been around it's I don't know why it's so outside the realm of thinking right in our own law today that this is something that it's just, I don't, I don't know. I, I try to wrap my mind around it, and this is why I want to have this discussion with others. Um, so let's take a look back. Um, so as we're looking at abortion and contraception and all these other things, it's really important to look at ancient history to frame our understanding of what was going on Um, in those times and again this will lead us to that last question that I had about when did it become kind of prohibited in a way to punitive so looking back I talking about early Egypt uh, there was indications of abortion uh, that appeared that women could through some methods, uh, the woman it says this: women empties out the conceived in its first, second, or third period. For which, they use herbal drinks, uh, vaginal douches, other herbal means uh, to abort pregnancy. In ancient Greece, you had some of the same thing. Uh, fertility, extremely, extremely important, as well as producing a male heir. So when you start talking about uh, conducting uh, abortions. Uh, this was one of those terms where uh, midwives conducted those abortions and they did it through uh, internal methods, uh, methods that had direct pressure on the uterus and even some mechanical means. Again, I don't even want to go into and understand what that really means, but I haven't had the chance to deep dive into those particular methods, but it doesn't sound like they are the the best form for the care of the mother. But hey, if it did its term, um, it basically 
So another interesting point, and why I spent uh, such a long time on this Greek, ancient Greek time frame, is because, well, philosophy. Uh, we're taking a lot of understanding from those uh, ancient philosophers, Greek particularly. Um, so uh, you're looking at Plato, Hippocrates, if I said his name right. Uh, but what I'm interested in this time is talking about the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, and what is interesting in some of the readings that I have done is that there doesn't appear to be a total ban when it comes to abortion or specific methods of abortion. Um, again, I've got to look further, find those references, uh, but uh, okay. So while as a person, um, Hippocrates was not a person that would have liked to conduct and do uh, abortions, it doesn't appear that he had a general prohibit, you know, uh, he didn't generally prohibit the performing of abortions and neither did society because it happened all right so let's talk about also ancient Rome okay so uh, so we're talking about this is kind of where we start getting into the age of viability um, and there's some really really interesting things that were happening in ancient Rome the same as ancient Greece uh, but the most important thing is talking about the culture in and of itself and its attitudes toward abortion. It was not, in fact, prohibited. Uh, same thing as when you start talking cons uh, contraception and abortion. This was another thing where ancient Rome had abortion. Uh, now, what was more interesting with Rome is that you're talking about lines of secession. So you wanted to ensure, right, that uh, you had, you were giving inheritance to maybe one or two not many so uh, there was reasons why you would a a couple uh, would determine whether or not they wanted to not have more children and that was one of them uh, we're talking lines of secession uh, also that has been discussed is uh, is women worrying about how they would look through extramarital affairs and relationships uh, so this is an interesting aspect uh, so you're talking about status in society uh, even lower classes uh, you're talking about the worry of more children you have lower income right the bigger the family you have to feed another reason for abortion and then also prostitutes back then well you couldn't work if you were pregnant so you got rid of the baby uh, Again, there's some of the very crude methods being used uh, in ancient Rome. And kind of scary when we start thinking about some of these things that they used to give women to, as they in term, expulsion of the baby from the body. So, let's come forward into recent history. Um, laws that prohibit absolutely the practice of abortion are honestly relatively a recent discover uh, re recent development so we're talking something that uh, is 19th century circa 20th century uh, where we have you know prohibit and I don't even want to use the word prohibit but this also criminalized the act of the practice of abortion 
so kind of taking you back and, and doing some some understanding that kind of leads up to the 20th century uh, in the early Roman Catholic Church abortion was permitted for male fetuses at f uh, in the first 40 days of pregnancy and for female fetuses in the first 80 to 90 days it wasn't until 1588 when uh, the Pope uh, declared all abortion murder my goodness so this is the first time you you had uh, the declaration by the church that abortion was murder uh, along with uh, excommunication as a punishment and then three years after 1588 you had a new pope and he found that the absolute sanction of abortion was unworkable and allow for early abortions again so then you allow some 300 plus years to pass and the Catholic Church legalizes abortion again now let's take a look in this early 20th century uh, you're talking so 18th century uh, you had a in this world I'm talking mainly about the Western world and that's mainly including laws that were imposed in England and here in the United States uh, that you start to see again more criminalization of uh, and more you know prohibitive laws being put into place when it comes to conducting uh, abortion so in England you had an 1803 statute that made abortion after quicken quickening a crime uh, that uh, earned the death penalty. <laughs> in 1837, you had an English law that abolished that uh, significance of quickening and also abandoned the death penalty uh, for abortion. And then in the 1920s, you had an English law uh, that kind of added uh, good faith purpose, you know, preserving the life of the mother um, clause but it wasn't a crime so in the 1920s you did have an English law that kind of at, at a medical standpoint uh, if an abortion was done in good faith for the purpose only for preserving the life of the mother that it could be done interesting enough if we start talking about um, the United States well, the United States in and around this time are kind of adopting some of the the same this those same outlooks on uh, abortion, and let's not make let's not make this um, unknown. Abortion did occur in early colonial times. It did, and it, it was mainly again dealing with uh, unwanted. Um, to you know, keep your secret if you were uh, dealing with extramarital affairs, and also they were mainly also used for those unmarried uh, women. Again, you don't want to let it get out that you were that you have had sex out of wedlock, and then uh, prostitutes. Prostitutes also had them, i.e., you can't work if you are pregnant. Uh, so, uh, in early American colonial society, you did have abortion that was being conducted um, where does this kind of change where we really see changes and, and different things start to happen is kind of in the late 19th century especially here in the Western world and mainly in the Americas uh, 
you, you saw uh, changing views. You saw things becoming a little more restrictive until you get to the 20th century where you're like clamped down. It was, it, it was just, it, it basically made abortion all out done. Uh, it's it's interesting to, to see the laws in America during that time and so I will end it on this part so let's look at kind of where we are in the Americas in, in America then um, so what you really see is kind of like kind of what I stated that mid 1800s um, that mid 19th century where the more prohibited methods geared toward abortion uh, kind of took roots by the organizi organizing of physicians. So you had a coalition of male doctors that kind of organized themselves that wanted to separate themselves from healers and midwives who are also allowed to perform abortions. So what do you get is the American Medical Association that was formed in 1847. And it basically argued that doctors who at this point were majority male, if not all male, and that doctors had superior knowledge of embryos in the female body and therefore they would be the authority on abortions. Which is a very interesting point to make. Uh, what this does is you kind of put those midwives, those healers, out of market. And now it's controlled by a particular sect of people. And then you got in this time pushing of state laws that pass that have been passing anti abortion laws. So during this time you've got uh male doctors that form under the American Medical Association and argue there is the argument that the these doctors had superior knowledge so what do we have going in here is that um, you start having illegal abortions uh, so induced and I'm talking about induced abortions so from the 1950s to the 1960s uh, there were at least 200,000 to 1.2 million per year of these illegal abortions and sometimes you had those same medical doctors that were illegal providing medication and surgical abortions while under the, the law and care of their own individual states. And this became more of a detriment to those women that were seeking that particular surgical method. It's like black market back in the day. And so what you have happening is that Due to illegal abortions, you had the the death, and this is a this is circa 1930. You had 2,700 women die because of illegal abortions. So that's equating to one out of every five recorded maternal death that year. By 1940, the death toll declined to 1,700, and by the 50s, just 300. In 1965, deaths due to illegal abortions fell to under 200, but it still accounted for 70% of all mer mer um, excuse me, maternal deaths that year. So you're kind of asking, what is going on? Well, 
you have these different movie movements that are occurring uh, going into the 70s. And as we know, you finally get the decision under Roe v. Wade. Um, and so now here we are. Again, there's there's another case that people don't talk about. That's Dobbs. Uh, but they talk about that controversial and landmark decision under Roe v. Wade that overturned what we knew about abortion laws here in America and the ban. And I haven't even really looked at how they, they criminalized uh, abortion, uh, conducting the act of abortion. Um, that's that's for another time. Uh, but tell me what you think. Uh, was this helpful? Was, was taking a, a historical look and understanding uh, even helpful to why we're discussing way the things we do now? right morally ethically speaking about viability of life because again interesting enough 18 to 20 weeks before quickening uh, had always been almost a, a part of society uh, even in ancient England uh, in excuse me uh, 19th and 20th century England and same with the United States uh, prior to the that 19th century uh, so I'm intrigued to see what you all think uh let me know reply like and i will see you next time as always i'm sending peace love positivity and good vibes till next time peace